Section 19 of The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 4, by Anonymous. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Lars Rolander. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 4, translated by Richard Burton. Section 19. Two hundred and ninety-six night to two hundred and ninety-eight night. When it was the two hundred and ninety-sixth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that the Persian continued. So, being filled with rage, O commander of the faithful, I came forward and said, Allah keep our lord the Kazi, I had in this my wallet a coat of mail and a broadsword and armories and a thousand fighting rams and a sheepfold with its pasturage and a thousand barking dogs and gardens and vines and flowers and sweet-smelling herbs and figs and apples and statues and pictures and flagons and goblets and fair-faced slave-girls and singing women and marriage feasts and tumult and clamour and great tracts of land and brothers of success which were robbers and a company of daybreak raiders with swords and spears and bows arrows and true friends and dear ones and intimates and comrades and men imprisoned for punishment and cup companions and a drum and flutes and flags and banners and boys and girls and brides in all their wedding bravery and singing girls and five abyssinian women and three hindi maidens and four damsels of Almedina, and a score of Greek girls, and eighty Kurdish dames, and seventy Georgian ladies, and Tigris, and Euphrates, and a fowling net, and a flint, and steel, and many columned Iram, and a thousand roots, and pimps, and horse courses, and stables, and mosques, and baths, and a builder, and a carpenter, and a plank and a nail and a black slave with his flagellet and a captain and a caravan leader and towns and cities and an hundred thousand dinars and kufa and anbar and twenty chests full of stuffs and twenty storehouses for victuals and gaza and ascalon and from damietta to al savan and the palace of kisra anushirvan and the kingdom of solomon and from wadi nuuman to the land of khorasan and balk and ispahan and from india to the sudan therein also may allah prolong the life of our lord the kazi our doublets and cloths and a thousand sharp razors to shave off the kazi's beard except he fear my resentment and adjudge the bag to be my bag now when the kazi heard what i and the kurd avouched he was confounded and said i see ye twain be none other than the two pestilent fellows atheistical villains who make sport of kazis and magistrates and stand not in fear or reproach never did tongue tell nor ear hear aught more extraordinary than that which ye pretend by allah from china to shayarat um gailan nor from Fars to Sudan, nor from Vadinuman to Khorasan, was ever heard the like of what ye avouch, or credited the like of what ye affirm. Say, fellows, be this bag a bottomless sea, or the day of resurrection, that shall gather together the just and unjust. 
Then the Kazi bade them open the bag. So I opened it, and behold, there was in it bread and a lemon and cheese and olives. So I threw the bag down before the curd and ganged my gait. Now when the Caliph heard this tale from Ali the Persian, he laughed till he fell on his back and made him a handsome present. And men also relate a tale of Harun al-Rashid and the slave girl and the imam Abu Yusuf. It is said that Jafar the Barmecide was one night carousing with al-Rashid, who said, O Jafar, it hath reached me that thou hast bought such and such a slave girl. Now I have long sought her, for she is passing fair, and my heart is taken up with love of her. So do thou sell her to me. He replied, I will not sell her, O commander of the faithful. Quoth he, Then give her to me. Quoth the other, Nor will I give her. Then al-Rashid exclaimed, Be subdaida, triply divorced, and thou shalt not either sell or give her to me. Then Ja'afar exclaimed, Be my wife triply divorced, and I either sell or give her to thee. After a while they recovered from their tipsiness, and were aware of having fallen into a grave dilemma, but knew not by what device to extricate themselves. Then said al-Rashid, None can help us in this strait but Abu Yusuf. So they sent for him, and this was in the middle of the night, and when the messenger reached him, he arose in alarm, saying to himself, I should not be sent for at this tide and time, save by reason of some question of moment to al-Islam. So he went out in haste, and mounted his she-mule, saying to his servant, Take the mule's nose-bag with thee. It may be she hath not finished her feed, and when we come to the caliph's palace, put the bag on her, that she may eat what is left of her fodder during the last of the night. And the man replied, I hear and obey. Now when the imam was admitted to the presence, al-Rashid rose to receive him, and seated him on the couch beside himself, where he was wont to seat none save the Kazi, and said to him, We have not sent for thee at this untimely time and tide, save to advise us upon a grave matter, which is such and such, and wherewith we know not how to deal. And he expounded to him the case. Abu Yusuf answered, o commander of the faithful this is the easiest of things then he turned to jafar and said o jafar sell half of her to the commander of the faithful and give him the other half so shall ye both be quit of your oaths the caliph was delighted with this and both did as he prescribed then said al-rashid bring me the girl at once and Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. When it was the two hundred and ninety-seventh night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that the Caliph Harun al-Rashid commanded, Bring me the girl at once, for I long for her exceedingly. So they brought her, and the Caliph said to Abu Yusuf, I have a mind to have her forthright, for I cannot bear to abstain from her during the prescribed period of purification. Now how is this to be done? 
Abu Yusuf replied, Bring me one of thine own male slaves who hath never been manumitted. So they brought one, and Abu Yusuf said, Give me leave to marry her to him, then let him divorce her before consummation, and thus shall it be lawful for thee to lie with her before purification. This second expedient pleased the caliph yet more than the first. He sent for the Mameluke, and when as he came said to the Kazi, I authorize thee to marry her to him. So the Imam proposed the marriage to the slave who accepted it, and performed the ceremony after which he said to the slave divorce her and thou shalt have an hundred dinars but he replied i won't do this and the imam went on to increase his offer and the slave to refuse till he bid him a thousand dinars then the man asked him doth it rest with me to divorce her or with thee or with the commander of the faithful he answered it is in thy hand then by allah quoth the slave i will never do it no never hearing these words the caliph was exceeding wroth and said to the imam what is to be done o abu yusuf replied he be not concerned o commander of the faithful the thing is easy make this slave the damsel's chattel quoth al rashid i give him to her and the imam said to the girl say i accept so she said i accept whereon quoth abu yusuf i pronounce separation from bed and board and divorce between them for that he hath become her property and so the marriage is annulled with this al rashid rose to his feet and exclaimed it is the like of thee that shall be kazi in my time then he called for sundry trays of gold and emptied them before abu yusuf to whom he said hast thou wherein to put this the imam bethought him of the mule's nose-bag so he sent for it and filling it with gold took it and went home and on the morrow he said to his friends there is no easier nor shorter road to the goods of this world and the next than that of religious learning for see i have gotten all this money by answering two or three questions so consider thou o polite reader the pleasantness of this anecdote for it comprises diverse goodly features amongst which are the complaisance of ja'afar to al-rashid and the wisdom of the caliph who chose such a kazi and the excellent learning of abu yusuf may almighty allah have mercy on their souls one and all and they also tell the tale of the lover who feigned himself a thief when khalid bin abdallah al-kasri was emir of bassorah there came to him one day a company of men dragging a youth of exceeding beauty and lofty bearing and perfumed attire whose aspect expressed good breeding abundant wit and dignity of the gravest they brought him before the governor who asked what it was and they replied this fellow is a thief whom we caught last night in our dwelling-house whereupon khalid looked at him and was pleased with his well-favouredness and elegant aspect so he said to the others loose him and going up to the young man asked what he had to say for himself 
he replied verily the folk have spoken truly and the case is as they have said quoth khalid and what moved thee to this and thou so noble of port and comely of mien quoth the other the lust after worldly goods and the ordinance of allah extolled exalted be he rejoined khalid be thy mother bereaved of thee hadst thou not in thy fair face and sound sense and good breeding what should restrain thee from thieving answered the young man o emir leave this talk and proceed to what almighty allah hath ordained this is what my hands have earned and god is not unjust towards mankind so khalid was silent a while considering the matter then he bade the young man draw near him and said verily thy confession before witnesses perplexeth me for i cannot believe thee to be a thief haply thou hast some story that is other than one of theft and if so tell it me replied the youth o emir imagine not other than what i have confessed to in thy presence for i have no tale to tell save that verily i entered these folks house and stole what i could lay hands on and they caught me and took the stuff from me and carried me before thee then khalid bade clap him in jail and commended a crier to cry throughout bassorah oh yes oh yes whoso be minded to look upon the punishment of such an one the thief and the cutting off of his hand let him be present to-morrow morning at such a place now when the young man found himself in prison with irons on his feet he sighed heavily and with tears streaming from his eyes extemporized these couplets when khalid menaced off to strike my hand if i refuse to tell him of her case quoth i far far from me that i should tell a love which ever shall my heart engrace loss of my hand for sin i have confessed to me were easier than to shame her face the warders heard him and went and told khalid who when it was dark night sent for the youth and conversed with him he found him clever and well-bred intelligent lively and a pleasant companion so he ordered him food and he ate then after an hour's talk said khalid i know indeed that thou hast a story to tell that is no thief's so when the kazi shall come to-morrow morning and shall question thee about this robbery do thou deny the charge of theft and avouch what may avert the pain and penalty of cutting off thy hand for the apostle whom allah bless and keep saith in cases of doubt issue punishment then he sent him back to prison and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say when it was the two hundred and ninety-eighth night she said it hath reached me o auspicious king that khalid after conversing with the youth sent him back to prison where he passed the night and when morning dawned the folk assembled to see his hand cut off nor was there a soul in bassorah man or woman but was present to look upon the punishment of that handsome youth then khalid mounted in company of the notables of the city and others and summoning all four kazis 
sent for the young man who came hobbling and stumbling in his fetters there was none saw him but wept over him and the women all lifted up their voices in lamentation as for the dead then the kazi bade silence the women and said to the prisoner these folk avouch that thou didst enter their dwelling-house and steal their goods be like thou stolest less than a quarter dinar replied he nay i stole that and more peradventure rejoined the kazi thou art partner with the folk in some of the goods quoth the young man not so it was all theirs and i had no right in it at this the khalid was wroth and rose and smote him on the face with his whip applying to his own case this couplet man wills his wish to him accorded be but allah not accords say what he wills then he called for the butcher to do the work who came and drew forth his knife and taking the prisoner's hand set the blade to it when behold a damsel pressed through the crowd of women clad in tattered clothes and cried out and threw herself on the young man then she unveiled and showed a face like the moon whereupon the people raised a mighty clamour and there was like to have been a riot amongst them and a violent scene but she cried out her loudest saying i conjure thee by allah o emir hasten not to cut off this man's hand till thou have read what is in this scroll so saying she gave him a scroll and khalid took it and opened it and read therein these couplets ah khalid this one is a slave of love distraught and these bowed eyelashes sent shaft that caused his grief shot him an arrow sped by eyes of mine for he wedded to burning love of ills hath no relief he has avowed a deed he never did the while deeming this better than disgrace of lover fief bear then i pray with this distracted lover mine whose noble nature falsely calls himself a thief when khalid had read these lines he withdrew himself from the people and summoned the girl and questioned her and she told him that the young man was her lover and she his mistress and that thinking to visit her he came to the dwelling of her people and threw a stone into the house to warn her of his coming her father and brothers heard the noise of the stone and sallied out on him but he hearing them coming caught up all the household stuff and made himself appear a robber to cover his mistress's honour now when they saw him they seized him continued she crying a thief and brought him before thee whereupon he confessed to the robbery and persisted in his confession that he might spare me disgrace and this he did making himself a thief of the exceeding nobility and generosity of his nature khalid answered he is indeed worthy to have his desire and calling the young man to him kissed him between the eyes then he sent for the girl's father and bespoke him saying o shaykh we thought to carry out the law of mutilation in the case of this young man but allah to whom be honour and glory hath preserved us from this and i now adjudge him the sum of ten thousand dirhams for that he would have given his hand for the preservation of thine honour and that of thy daughter 
and for the sparing of shame to you both moreover i adjudge another ten thousand dirhams to thy daughter for that she made known to me the truth of the case and i ask thy leave to marry her to him rejoined the old man o emir thou hast my consent so khalid praised allah and thanked him and improved the occasion by preaching a goodly sermon and a prayerful and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say end of section 19 read by lars rolander